We're back. We're back for another episode of Trash Talk. Scott, how are you doing? I, hmm, I'm doing, I'm doing, doing well. I feel, I feel right. You know why? Why is that? Well, I don't want to make this a wrestling podcast, but my boy Dean Ambrose and my other boy Seth Rollins won a uh, won tag team championship at SummerSlam last night. Spoilers. They did, and uh, it was a very good match. Mm. Uh, did you know that Dean Ambrose made history last night with that win? Um, what um, what history did he make? He is now a Grand Slam winner. Oh no, I I, I did know that. I did know. Oh that. okay. Yeah. Um, and he's also a, yeah. Wait, he's also the youngest. Okay, I was gonna say yeah. Is was there something especially notable about that? He was one, the youngest by one month. Do you want to explain for the uh, the listeners at home uh, what Should, a Grand Slam winner is? So the Grand Slam winner is when you win the four major titles in the WWE, which is the Heavyweight Championship, the yep. Intercontinental Championship, the Tag Team Championship, and the Univ- uh, the United States Championship. Yes. Slash that, European. It's a little weird. Yeah. Uh, that uh, yeah U.S. Championship he had when the Shield was still together when Reigns and Rollins were had the tag titles. Yes. He had U.S. Championship. But we're not here to talk about wrestling. I just I that's just why I'm feeling so good. No, that's good. But that's a good that's a good reason to feel good. You know, you had something that you enjoyed. So. I enjoyed. I I, I love I love uh, I love Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are the reasons I uh, reasons I started watching wrestling. So I have them to thank for this. Have you have you enjoyed anything else this past week? So um, yes, yes, it's a video game actually. Ooh, video I, game. Those those are fun to talk about. Well, I was home Friday afternoon, and I was looking for something to watch on television. And um, when I say television, I don't actually I don't get I don't have cable. I don't get anything over the air. So by television, I, I usually just stream something from something. And uh, I saw I saw some uh, I saw Kingdom Hearts stream, and I said, "Well, let me watch this. I enjoyed this game 15 years ago." And I watched uh, the first oh I don't know five minutes or so, and they get to the part where they have to pick. Do you want the sword, the staff, or the shield? And, uh, you know, like in the tutorial zone? Yes. And I got about that far, and then I paused it, and I immediately searched the internet for Kingdom Hearts sales. I went out and bought Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Twelve hours later, uh, I had sealed the keyholes in um, the deep jungle, Wonderland, and I was preparing to enter the the fill cup at the the Coliseum. Uh, So I've been playing... A lot of Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is probably one of my favorite series. Really? It's, def- it's definitely up there, yeah. Hmm. But the the one thing that gets me every single time is the story, because it is so convoluted. Well, so that's... Um, I only ever played the first Kingdom Hearts, and I remember playing like the intro of Kingdom Hearts 2, where you're playing as uh, Roxas, right? Is that his name? Sora yes. X, whatever. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I never really got past that, but I loved the first one. The first one was probably probably the first Square game that I really, really got into. Um, uh, actually, nah, it was either that or Final Fantasy IX, one of the two. It was probably around the same time that I was playing both of them. 
Um, and I remember, like, maxing out the game clock on that and, like, getting to max level. So, uh, yeah, I've been going back and going through that. And, um, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know that I'll say it holds up, but there's still parts about it that I really like. Um, and Do you see yourself continuing into Kingdom Hearts 2? Well, so that's the, so that's where I find myself at the crossroads, right? Because if I... Why would I continue to Kingdom Hearts 2, right? Because I want to continue the series, see where the story goes. But you can't just say you're going to play Kingdom Hearts 2 and get, like, the full effect. Because you have to go play, I don't know, Kingdom Hearts 300,000 over 6, Dream Drop, <laughs> Destiny, something or other, to get, like, the weird side story. So I'm wondering to myself, like, do I... Am I in this for... Do I really want to continue? So I don't know. I don't know. I'm enjoying revisiting Kingdom Hearts 1 right now. Uh, I'm not sure... How Did the you get the the PS4 collection? Yeah, it was like thirty bucks. I think that has all of the. I know it has them, but yeah, the and, question and is... some of them are also just like they changed the game into cinematics. Yeah, well, the question is, does Scotty have enough time to do all this? Probably Cause not. Of, yeah, because of course I, you know, I have to play on whatever the hardest difficulty is. Um, so I'm continuing a lot because I'm still dying at, at at I'm dying a lot. The game is uh, game can be frustrating. So Kingdom Hearts was PlayStation 2, if I remember correctly. Yes. Came out in 2002-ish? Yeah, something like that. Do you have any other PS2 hits? Hits? That you would maybe want to see remade? Oh, well, okay. Are we talking, like, strictly hits? Or, like, games that I liked that I would want to see? That's what I mean by like hits for you, like oh. things that you enjoy. Not necessarily like the big, the big name games, but more the ones that you were, like, man, this, this, this made the system for me. Um, well, I have games that I liked. I don't know. Well, okay, so I bought a PS2 uh, to play. Uh, have you ever heard of Armored Core? I've heard of it. I have not played it. Okay, so a friend of mine had a PS2 and told me about this game uh, Armored Core. Armored Core 2 uh, actually. Um, the original Armored Core's Armored Core was on PS1. Armored Core 2 was a PS2 launch title I think. And he was like, Scott uh, you gotta go play this game. You build your own mechs and then you fight them and you fight one on one against other mechs and there's missions. And I was like wow this sounds right up my alley because I love I love mechs, um, and I went to uh, Toys R Us in the uh, the R zone, and I played a uh, a demo of Armored Core Two, and I was like, "This is oh wow! I need I need to I need this." Uh, so Armored Core Two: Another Age was the reason I bought a PlayStation Two, uh, and I remember being kind of upset uh, initially because that game uh, was. Uh, at least for me at the time, brutally difficult and unlike anything that I had played before. Um, it was... Uh, there are a lot of numbers. Uh, things are not really well explained. Um, there's a lot of figuring it out yourself. Uh, and this was the days... We had... We, we had, uh, we had like, uh, always on internet, but it was before the days of, like... I guess, like, really, like, concentrated, like, video game uh, fandom where you could, like, you know... Uh, search for the name of a game and find some, you know, a uh, thousand page wiki breaking it down into minute detail. It was a lot of like signing up for the, you know, Armored Core 2 uh, fan message board and like swapping build ideas with other people. Um, and uh, 
at the time, I, you know, that was like the game that I played for months. It was the only game I had for my PS2. Uh, and I, I eventually got very, very good uh, at playing Armored Core um, and played all the PS2 games uh, in that series. Um, but yeah, Armored Core 2, Another Age, uh, was the... That, that was my PlayStation 2 uh, killer app. It's a little weird, uh, but yeah, I, I love me some PS2-era Armored Core. The 360, like Armored Core 4 and after, uh, I didn't really like as much. Um, they made things a little more streamlined in a way that I like didn't necessarily like. Um, I, I prefer the sort of like weirder, more obtuse older games. Um, but yeah, those that series, I can, I, I can still like picture the stupid control scheme that came out before Dual Analog. You had to like move forward and back with the D-pad, turn left and right with the D-pad. And then strafing left and right was L1, R1, and looking up and down was L2, R2. Um, because it, the series originated before, like, the DualShock 2 was a thing, so they had to figure out a way to let you move, like, in all these different axes. And, you know, look up and down, and you could boost, you could fly. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, I haven't played those games in probably, like, oh, god, ten years uh, so I don't know how I'd like them now, but at the time, yeah. I think for me, the the game of choice, anything in the Grand Theft Auto series, because that's where the, the 3D started. You know, I, I had played Grand Theft Auto, um, the first one, 1969, those were, you know, Grand Theft Auto 2, all the overhead games, and then Grand Theft Auto 3 came out for PS2, and... I just remember being blown away by it, you know, seeing seeing Liberty City, aka New York, in this, in this, in you know, on your television, you can run around and you can blow up cars and rob banks and do all this crazy stuff, and then you know, I just the the evolution of that series, it, it was incredible. Like, and and even to this day, that's still one of the like top games on my list if it comes out you know it's a it's a day one buy for sure um so really yeah grand theft auto 3 vice city san andreas all of those games on the ps2 they were they were huge hits for me i remember putting in the code to get the tank yep and i think doing low gravity and you could turn the turret around behind you and shoot and you would eventually take off you would yep. like start flying. Uh, I remember doing that, and was there a stadium in that one that you could like crash into? I remember trying to get into a football field. Was that uh, was that GTA Three? I think so. I don't remember for sure. It's been so long since I've played those those games. I also liked for PS Two, um, you know, Atlas, the developer. Yeah, a publisher. publisher. Yeah, they yes. had a game, uh, PS2. Um, this might be my favorite PS2 game of all time. Uh, it's called Sky Gunner. You ever heard of it? Uh, no, not it at all. It is a super anime, cell shaded. Um, this sounds right up my alley already. Y- yeah, <laughs> uh, score based like uh, shoot 'em up game. Um, okay. You pick one of like uh, three different pilots. They each have their own unique ships. They have like different unique special abilities and stuff. Um, but the really cool thing that this game did, it was full 3D. Um, you know, you could, you know, it wasn't like a forced scrolling. Um, but the really interesting thing that this did was the camera uh, 
didn't look where you were flying, the camera always looked at whatever target you had. So you could have an enemy ship targeted and be flying into the camera and, like, looking behind you. It was really... It, it seemed really weird at first, um, like, to wrap my head around. Um, but the way that that game is was built, it really took advantage of this, like, sort of unique perspective. Um, and that was another one that, like, at first I was like, I don't know that I really understand this. Um, but eventually, um, stuck with it and wound up getting pretty good at, like, the different score attack modes. Um, and I've never seen or played another game like that. It had, like, I think a sequel that was just, like, a standard, like, behind you sort of force scrolling going forward. Um, but I never played anything that, like, used that sort of, like, camera perspective, um, or had that, um, like, that sort of, that sort of, like, gameplay system, uh, those sort of gameplay systems, uh, after that. Um, I would love to see a remake, because I feel like the art style was, like, simple, um, but really bright and colorful in a way that I feel like would really pop on, in, in, in high def, but, um, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't, I, I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of these games, you know, I don't I don't see them being remade, per se. Uh, they're kind of just nostalgia facts, which is really nice, because, you know, sometimes you can go back to the NES and still play those games. You can go back to Super Nintendo and still play those games, Sega Genesis, all that stuff. So it's it's nice to see that, that you know, you still have those memories of, of growing up and, and playing these games, and, and they... They remind you of being in certain situations. Like for me, one of the, uh, one that I really, really remember was uh, a game called SOCOM, uh, U.S. Navy SEALs for the PS2. Was that the uh, the big multiplayer jam? Yeah, that was like one of the first big uh, multiplayer games. It was a third-person tactical shooter. Uh, and for me, what I remember most about it, not you know, I love the game, but I remember my my room at the time being redone it was like being painted and the window had to be done redone and all this stuff and i remember like laying in the middle of the like my room as it's being redone playing this game mm. and i it was just like little things like that like like i kind of wish i could go back to playing this game uh just because i want to see what it's like now i don't know if it holds up or not but I think those that's one of those things where I'd be like, all right, you know, let's check it out if it's still available. Um, I think if it were online, it might not be because it's, it's pretty old. It's already about 15 years old or so. Didn't they, was that the same developer who did, um, what was it, Mag for the PS3? Or was that a different developer? Um, that's a good question. I don't know who did Mag. Massive uh, action game? Actually, looking it up, Zip, Zipper Interactive, they also did Mag. Yeah, I remember that, because it was like, oh yeah, it was like that, that big claim to fame was, yeah, we're going to have huge maps, there's going to be like 128 people per map or whatever. Um, right, was that, that was its big, it was a massive action game. I don't know if I ever played Mag. Uh, me neither. I, PS3 was, by the time the PS3 rolled around, I didn't get one until super late. Um, I had... My uh, my Xbox 360 was my primary console for that generation, so I got a PS3 really late and basically just played a few different exclusives on it. Um, like, geez, what did I play on PS3? Uh, God of War. Uh, nope, I'm not. I'm not really a God of War fan. Um, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, I played Killzone. Uh, Killzone 2 was great. Um, 
a couple geez, a couple other things there. What else? Uh, yeah, I'm like racking my brain trying to think what I really enjoyed on PS3 and finding it hard pressed to come up with any. For me, uh, for the, the 360, uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. Oh, I loved me some Vegas. You know what I, I thought was really cool about Vegas? What's that? In the multiplayer, um, or even just the co-op, like or like competitive multiplayer, um, whenever you would, whenever you would speak on the voice chat, your in-game avatar, your character, their mouth would move too. Yep. I thought I was like, oh my god, this is a new level of immersion. I am, I am, I. It's like I'm right there. I feel like that game might have had some like limited voice command stuff, like not connect, but I feel like that game might have done some voice command stuff. I don't. I don't it definitely think. did because I remember. Uh, for me, that game was uh, was big in the sense that I would come home from work every day and group up with the same people and just play multiplayer for hours. Uh, it was a couple of friends from. Uh, work. A place where I worked. Right. Yeah, from work, yeah. Uh, and it would always be like, alright, I'll talk to you in an hour or so, and then we'd jump online and, and just play that game for hours, multiplayer, non-stop. That had that, like, it had competitive, but it also had that, like, um, like, what was it, like, terrorist hunt or something? You had to, like, barricade up, like, some, some, uh, like, your, you had to, like, fortify your positions, and, like, you know the terrorists to try and breach, and the counter terrorists have to like hold them off. I like that. Yeah, sort it, of it was it was it was a big game of cops and robbers. Yeah, I like that sort of like asymmetrical stuff. Yeah, that was that was a, a really good one for me. Um, I mean, since we're talking about old systems, Hit me. what what about uh, we've talked about you know Sony, we've talked about Microsoft. Let's go let's go a little Nintendo. What do you what do you think of the GameCube? What about well um. First of all, it's not actually a cube. That always bothered me. It's not... Um, I liked the handle. Um, I had a uh, Indigo GameCube with my favorite spice controller that has a small nick right under the A button. Um, okay. I played, I played a lot of uh, Smash Brothers Melee. Uh, See, I never I never got into Smash Brothers. Oh, my God. Did you never live in a dorm with, like, five other dudes and just that was what you did when you came home from class and you just, like, beat the crap out of your roommates in Smash Brothers? No. That's basic. That's <laughs> most, of, it's most of what I remember from college. Uh, for me, it was... I, I, I had, like, the platformer and, you know, the, the RPG. It was Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. I loved Sunshine. Uh... And of course, Zelda, Twilight Princess. Garbage. Uh, I liked Twilight Princess. You know, mm. it was very different story. It was very dark. By different, you mean bad? Uh, no, I liked the story. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine to like bad things. I like plenty of bad stuff. <laughs> Look, bad is your opinion, all right? Uh, I mean, you're not. Was wrong. it the best in the series? Absolutely not. It's no, probably, no. It's probably other, lower on the chain. The real GameCube Zelda is one of the best in the series. Wind Waker. Yes, I, that was going to be my next one. Wind Waker. I remember. God, I remember the first playthrough of Wind Waker. I actually didn't finish the game because I got to the point where you have to sail the entire spoilers. ocean. Oh yeah, spoilers. It's spoilers. only spoilers. Like... If you haven't played Wind Waker, <laughs> one, turn this off. Uh, go. Play Wind Waker, but two... Get it on the Wii U, because it's actually really good on the Wii U as well. It's fantastic there, yeah. Um, you have to sail the entire ocean and find every single piece of the Triforce. Yes. And I did not want to do that. 
They I did. found that so monotonous and boring. I actually stopped playing the game there, and then obviously I went back and beat it. But they did, um, they did fix that, quote unquote, fix that in the Wii U version. They took out a lot of that like uh, tedium towards the end. Yeah, um, yeah. So they definitely, yeah. It would. They fixed a lot of the stuff in the Wii U version, which is why I, I hold that one in, in high regard. The Wii U version had the selfie cam. It did. It did. It was so good too. Um, post that stuff to Meverse. Uh, yep. No, but uh, favorite GameCube game. Well, not you know, not not even favorite. Um, uh, but no, uh, the game that I, when I think about like what would I, what game did, that really stuck with me, stuck with me so much that like I still look for games like this, and there's just nothing else uh, really out there that really scratches that same itch. It was uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Did you ever play this? Nope. I see the, for Final Fantasy games, I only got into seven. 10. That might be it. Okay. Oh, and 14 if you count an MMO. But. Uh, so, this is not... It, it, it's, um, it's not like a numbered Final Fantasy. It's not uh, like a traditional JRPG. It's... Um, you, you could play it single player, but that's kind of missing the point. It's a up to four player dungeon crawler. Um, you could pick a um, couple, a uh, few different races, a um, couple different. Uh, um, I I don't think it had like classes per se. It was different races were good at like different things, and you could use specific weapons. And like you know, if you picked a race with high strength, you could you'd be better as like a warrior type thing. Um, but Christ, the this game. If you wanted to play multiplayer, um, you couldn't just plug in your GameCube controllers because that would have been too easy. No. Um, what you had to do was, Square said, well, we couldn't figure a good way for four players sharing the same screen to um, you know, browse inventory and menus at the same time. So the solution was, everybody needs a Game Boy Advance. Uh, you need Game Boy Advance link cables, and you would control your player using the Game Boy Advance. Um, on they Game really, Game. they tried to sell that so hard because they did the same thing with Wind Waker too. Uh, well, uh, yes, but you, but Wind. Waker, right, except that it wasn't like vital to right. actually like play the game. Right, Wind Waker was a complete experience without that. Um, yeah, Four Swords, uh, Zelda Four Swords was similar, but. You needed, like, you needed a GameCube, you needed a copy of Crystal Chronicles, you needed, if you wanted four players, you needed four Game Boy Advances, you needed four Link Cables. It was an obscene amount of hardware just to play this game. Um, and maybe that's where part of the magic comes from. Maybe some of me is like, oh my god, I gotta go back and play it because I'm just remembering, like, how absurd it was just to actually get together and play this game. Um, but it was, like, a four-person, like, dungeon crawler loot game where you would progress through these levels and, you know, fight different bosses, um, hack and slash your way through things. Um, and it was just, it was fairly simple. I mean, you're playing with, don't forget, your controller's a Game Boy Advance, so you have a D-pad, LR, and two face buttons. So there's not, like, a lot of room for, like, super deep, like, control schemes, but something about it all, all just clicked. And I think part of it was probably the fact that, like, yeah, it wasn't online. You had to play with the four people that were in the room with you. Um, and there was a sort of, like, I don't know, a sense of, like, 
I don't want to say, like, camaraderie, but, like, a shared sort of, oh, my God, I can't believe we're doing this, like, thing. Like, we'd have to, like, my friends and I would have to plan out, like, hey, you guys going to come over and play Crystal Chronicles tonight? It's like you have to, like, specifically plan for it. Be like, okay, yeah, because you can't just show up. Make sure you bring your Game Boy and your link cable. And uh, if we're going to go through the time to actually set all this crap up, we're going to play for, like, at least five hours because we've got to get our time, you know, got to get our money and time's worth out of it. Um... And I, yeah, I, something about that game just, like, had this certain, like, sense of, like, I don't know, just, just magic. Uh, it that sounds, I, I was going to say, it sounds fun, and it sounds like a lot of the games that you currently enjoy now is, like, those dungeon crawling, you know, loot, uh, like, massive loot games. Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds like this is almost... Uh, I want to say the beginning of that, but it's definitely you know one of the earlier games that that filled that niche. It was fantastic. Uh, I wish they would make a sequel with like proper online support, um, but the option to do couch co-op. But uh, I don't think it's going to happen. So let's see. We've got Nintendo, we've got Microsoft, we've got Sony. I feel like we're missing one. Who are we missing? We're missing Sega. Uh, they don't. They. they, they they, uh, they're the guys who make Sonic. They don't... That's it. Oh, come on. The Dreamcast had way more games than just Sonic. The Dreamcast? We're going Dreamcast. That's not a, that's not a real thing. It oh, pff, it definitely was. It had some of the best games ever as well. What? All right. You want me to start naming games? Uh, I can name one game. You name your game. My game for the Dreamcast? Your, yep, your game for the Dreamcast. I'm going to name at least like six of them. Um, well, wait. I only get to name one? Well, you said you had one. I mean, well, the reason I bought a Dreamcast is because I wanted to play Soul Calibur. Okay, then that was on my list. Soul Calibur. Great fighting game. You had, Shen you had Shenmue. Uh, okay. You had Power Stone. Yeah, Power Stone was okay. Jet Set Radio. Okay, good game. And Jet Grind Radio. Uh, uh, aren't, that, aren't those the same game? It's the sequel and, you know, original. I thought... I thought that was the same game with different names of the territories, and the sequel was an Xbox game. You might be right on that one. Jet Set Radio Future was the sequel? I don't know. Doesn't matter. I know what you're talking about. Jet Set Radio. Great game. You spray paint stuff. Crazy Taxi. Mm, I did play Crazy Taxi, but I mean, that was... Uh, okay, yeah. I'll give it to you. It started on Dreamcast. Well, it was an arcade game. What? That went to Dreamcast. Okay. Continue. Marvelous Capcom 2. Yeah, people like that. Okay. Very good game. Fantasy Star Online. Uh, I played that on Dreamcast. That game was pretty dope. Yeah, uh, and I'm I, sorry. I, I would say that's probably... I played that on GameCube. That game is pretty dope. Oh, okay. I, I would say that's probably my first foray into the MMO world. Okay, yeah. Uh, so that was really good, having to plug in your you know your phone line every time you wanted to use it. Oh, yeah. Plug in your keyboard, boot up your Windows CE. Um, well, I, what, I got one more game, or like, whatever... Sonic Adventure. Yep, Sonic Adventure slash Sonic Adventure 2. Mm -hmm. Now, I know that's a little... It's hit or miss for some people. I loved the 3D Sonic. I, played, you... I had a demo disc for my Dreamcast. That's where I played a lot of Power Stone demo and a lot of the Sonic Adventure demo. Um, yeah. And like For me, it was... You had your Genesis, which was the 2D Sonic. You had... Game Gear, 2D Sonic, and then you had Sega Saturn, which had some really weird games. Um, and then you had, so you know, Dreamcast, which went into the 3D world of Sonic. And I feel like they 
they pulled it off really well compared to the games that are coming out now. They had that big whale. They had that big whale, exactly. Um, and the boulder chasing you in the beginning, and you're running down the street, and you're jumping over cars. And you're grinding on stuff. And you're grinding on stuff, and then you get to the bottom, and you find the the first boss there. And then the, the first boss is the same boss throughout the entire game, but he just keeps evolving. Hmm. And that stuck with me, and I was like, it, it was... As you got stronger, he got stronger until the final, like, climactic showdown. I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on my okay. GameCube. And I remember by the end of that game, you're like a Super Saiyan Hedgehog in space. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's, I mean, for Sonic, that's what happens. You collect the Chaos Emeralds and you go Super Saiyan. Okay. Um, it just makes him invisible. He and if you're Shadow, fa- you get invisible, a gun. Invisible, invincible, and super fast. And if you're Shadow, you get a gun, exactly. And, <laughs> and you ride a motorcycle. Yes. You, you become uh, Knight Rider. Wait, Knight Rider? He had a car. You mean Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider, yes. Right, because he had the motorcycle. Yep. I mean, they both had cars, bikes. They're both riders. Shadow well, drove it doesn't a car? Matter. Yes, Shadow also drove a car. Was it like a, like, what, what kind of car was it? Was it like a I Dodge Viper? It, they didn't have, they couldn't do branding back then, so. Who would not want to associate their, uh, their very prestigious vehicle brand with a, with an edgy hedgehog with a gun? Who wouldn't want that association? Uh, clearly anybody. Nobody did. Marketing um, opportunity, but yeah, I mean, I feel like Dreamcast definitely has some of the the most games that I enjoyed. You know, I, like thinking back, I, I can name like one to three games for all the different systems I own. But like Dreamcast, I, like easily can keep the list going. And I, I don't know, they 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 felt different, they felt unique, and I think that's why people, a lot of people say the Dreamcast was ahead of its time. Because it came out in 1999, but uh, a lot of it, a lot nine, of those games, nine ninety nine. That was a huge selling point. A lot of those games, you they, and you know, a lot of them they did bring into later systems, and they still did extremely well. So I, I think it kind of showed like what the Dreamcast was capable of. But unfortunately, the the security of it was not was not up there, and <laughs> nobody was actually buying the games. Uh, we could probably spend an entire episode on what killed the Dreamcast. Yeah. Uh, maybe we will. Next episode, tune in for a Dreamcast uh, retrospective slash obituary. <laughs> Scott. Yes. Thank you for joining me. Mike, thank you for having me. We'll see you next time. Uh, right here on uh, your home for uh, Trash Sports Radio. Trash Talk. <laughs>